and welcome to Myth Monsters. My name is Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture and where you can see these represented in modern day content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. Oh, what a fun two weeks we're having full of Native American and Inuit myth. These are two mythologies we really don't get to cover often because they have quite a few and I want to make sure everything is kind of spaced out over the time I'm running this podcast. So I'm very excited, very happy to be covering this kind of stuff. It is very rare. This week, we're covering the vicious adlet from Inuit mythology to move nicely on from our episode last week on a Native American monster who I'm not willing to name again. The adlet is described as a top half human, bottom half canine monster from Greenland and Canada, specifically Labrador in Canada. You can imagine the scenery, it's very, very cold and icy around, and they are much taller than a man, averaging at about seven foot tall, and can run immensely fast. Sometimes they are described as having red fur or different colours based on who's telling the story, but they do always have very large features, including their teeth and claws, very wolf-like. They usually have the traits of dogs with a heightened sense of smell, hearing and sight, and generally have pretty good endurance, speed and strength. They're cannibalistic creatures and will eat each other as well as humans and animals. Their favourite snack being the blood of a fresh human kill. They hunt in packs like actual wolves too. So they're mostly werewolfy style creatures if you imagine that in your head. They can only be killed by silver and fire, although their absolute biggest fear was the latter. Now, we did go through that quite quickly. There's not really much else to say. It's a man with dog legs. That's pretty much it. Um, They're quite angry. But we're going to go on to the origin because that's actually more interesting. The history of this one is really important as to what type of adlet you kind of get because there are technically kind of two types. However, we'll get into that in a bit. The etymology of the word adlet comes from the word ad, which means below. Therefore, adlet means those below, which sounds really ominous and spooky. It might also, though, come from the word adlak, which means striped or streaks, ending up fully coming to the striped ones, which is in reference to the face painting of these Native Americans. Also, there is another word for the adlet, which is the urkadlit, which is used by the Canadian side of the history, not the Greenland side. The first time adlets were mentioned in history was back in 1889 from the Journal of American Folklore by Franz Bose, but I'm very sure this myth has been here long before this book did. However, buckle in, because there are kind of two stories about adlets and they're really interesting, so I'll tell the more mythical one first. So back in Greenland, a woman lived with her dad and refused to get married. She rejected all of her suitors and in protest, decided to marry a dog. This dog is like no other dog. It's bright red and has white spots and is absolutely huge. Very much reminiscent of Clifford the Big Red Dog here, but maybe don't think of Clifford. That might just taint your vision of lovely little Clifford. They went on to have 10 children, 
Really don't ask me about the logistics, I did not look into this. And all of the children are adlet with human bodies and canine legs. The dog, after all of this horrendous fathering, <laughs> was not very much up for hunting and so ended up kind of falling to the woman's father to hunt, who took all ten pups to a remote island and told the dog to visit them every day with meat to feed them. The woman gave the dog a pair of boots to carry the meat across the river, but turns out that the father had replaced them with stones, leaving the dog to drown. In revenge, the woman summons the puppies to eat off her father's feet and hands, and they get onto the boat to go over to the other island, and the father, in revenge of this, pushes his daughter overboard. And as she holds on to the side, he cuts her fingers off. But as they fall into the ocean, they form whales and seals, which I think is a really lovely end of the story. But it doesn't stop there. The woman is then petrified that her father will kill the Adler. So she puts them on a boat and sends them across the sea to land in Europe, believing what the Inuits thought were the first European settlers and ancestors of the original Inuit people. The other five adlets stayed with their mother, but eventually became bloodthirsty monsters that they're known for in mythology, and would just go round absolutely ravaging anything they could find. It's actually a kind of pretty sad story, one of betrayal and unfortunately bestiality. However, the other version of the story is not really much better. The other is that the term Adler and dog were used for white Europeans, who raped the daughter and impregnated her with mutant children, which obviously is historically more believable due to the European domination of the earth at one point in our history. There are a couple of other stories about Adlets, such as the one of the Tornet and the Adlet. Tornet are another race from Inuit folklore, and two of them found themselves stuck with a horrible, savage Adlet. They hide in their hut until the Adlet falls asleep, then they sneak out and cut the reins on the sled of the Adlet. They then went whisking off into the sunset to try and get away from it, and when the Adlet tried to chase them, he found that the reins fell off, leaving them to get away safely. Another really short story is one of an Adlet in Alaska who was tied to a stake for being mutated. He chewed through the stick and went into a local house where he had sex with a woman, not noted if consenting or not here. Then she gave birth to a litter of puppies and of men rather than adlets, so two separate dogs and blokes. An interesting real life comparison is that of the European men getting involved. This was called dog husbanding in their terms as when goods were given to the Europeans, just like the dogs in the story were, the Inuit would get goods they needed in return. Therefore, Inuit girls would offer sexual favours to the dog-like white men for things that the Inuits needed from Europe. Most of these men were whalers and would go over to Greenland to hunt whales and trade objects with the Inuit people, which is awful if it was for sexual favours, but actually, it's quite sweet if it was innocent. But we don't know, history does continue to elude us, and the term dog husbanding does come from that from that exact scenario, unfortunately, and we are considered dog-faced over here in Europe, which, like, you know, is not untrue. It's not untrue. Anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> they do have another quite interesting comparison that you've probably already thought of, and that's of the European monster, the werewolf. 
The only difference between them really is location and that werewolves transform into wolves rather than that they are just like permanently half dog, half human. You can see the comparison in the way that you can kill them as well and in what they eat. And actually, who knows, the werewolves might have actually stemmed from Inuit mythology. It makes sense with the story that they were shipped across the world to become the first Europeans. So it makes sense that werewolves kind of followed that. But I've not done my research on werewolves yet. That's soon to come. So hang tight. Now onto cultural significance and honestly, I will say this week was the first proper struggle to find content for any of this. And I know I've said that before, but holy moly, some things I just got absolutely nothing. I really, really struggled. And this includes art. There is literally nothing other than independent stuff. Not that that's a bad thing, but go and have a look at some cool fan art done by independent artists. Movies, there are actually none I could find at all. However, I'd list out some wolfy ones so that you don't miss out this week. You have the best werewolf movies, in my opinion, which are American Werewolf in London, Underworld, Van Helsing, The Howling, The Company of Wolves, and Dog Soldiers, just to name a few. For TV, again struggling, but I did find two. Monsters in Alaska and Alaskan Monsters. But I can't find anything else. I am sorry. Just the one in video games too, and that's in Pathfinder, which we mention a lot in this podcast. It's a role-playing game, which is quite popular really, so if you're into stuff like that, give it a look-see. My book recommendations this week are The Hidden, a compendium of arctic giants, dwarves, gnomes, trolls, fairies, and other strange beings from Inuit oral history by Neil Christopher and Cappy Anacut, Strange Creatures and Fantastic Beings from Inuit Myths and Legends by Louise Flaherty and also again Neil Christopher seems to be a bit of an expert. I'm actually really excited to read these two, I haven't had a chance yet, but we'll have a few more Inuit monsters to cover in the future, so maybe I'll give like a proper review back then. Now it's time for Do I think they existed? Now with this one, just like the werewolf, I can't actually see this one being real, I'm afraid. As much as I would love to say that I'm descended from a bunch of half-men, half-dogs, I really can't believe it, other than when I look in a mirror. (laughs) However, I can see where this comes from. The Inuit culture is very much entangled with dogs, and I think honestly this is almost like a little horror story of maybe how close you let your dog get to you, or maybe like don't have relations with animals. Mm. Either way, it's pretty far-fetched. See what I did there? I'm full of jokes this part, honestly. So I'm out on this one. Doesn't make it any less cool as a monster though, and I absolutely adore folklore stories around this one, from a mythology that is actually quite often forgotten about, but is still so interesting. I thought this one was actually really cool, and considering it's an Inuit myth, there was a lot of information about it online, and I had a real fun time researching it. I wrote this in a double weekend, so double script for double episode, as I am in Denmark on Thursday as you're listening to this, so I'm not actually about at the moment, how spooky. It was really actually quite easy to write about, so I'm very happy here, it was a real fun time. But next week, we're doing something, again, we've never done before. It's a whole bunch of firsts this month. We are looking at religious mythology. Now, I have been quite clear about the fact that I don't really want to touch this unless there are no current religious figures involved or being slandered. And with this one, there's enough. It hits the mark to not be insensitive. So I think this one's good to go. 
but we're going to cover the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, which is from Christian mythology, it's from Biblical mythology. It's going to be a really fun one, they're a monster I've wanted to cover for a really long time, so saddle up and ride in with the herd next Thursday. For now, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure, as always. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you're listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next, and I'd really love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok and Instagram are Myth Monsters Podcast, and the Twitter is Myth Monsters Pod. But all of our content can be found at mythmonsters.co.uk. And you can also find us on Good Pods and Patreon if you want to help me fund the podcast, you know, if you feel like donating to your gal. But come join the fun, share this with your pals. They might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky. And I'll see you later, babes. <laughs>